0: mindchimp podcast hey toby welcome to the mindchimp podcast how are we doing yeah i'm good
1: i'm good
0: how are you I'm, I'm not too bad the sun is shining it's bank holiday monday so we'll make a fast one a fast version of this today i reckon to sounds good so usually these take around about an hour and a half but i thought what we'll do is we'll do a kind of a, a um yeah fast track version of a podcast just because it was really important that you know I get you on here along with you know talking about filters and stuff so usually I ask the guests to um summarize who kind of what they are their log line their summary of who they are do you have one um
1: I don't really have um a, a log line um I can i was I was trying to think of one in advance of a call um but um I haven't been able to to come up with one. Um, I think I'm probably I can just give you um, a kind of uh, slightly partisan, aggressive sounding agenda okay. instead of a log line. Does that work?
0: That works. Let's do it.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, in the LMD industry, um, I guess my, uh, my agenda would be uh, to encourage people to um, stop making up strategies on the basis of myths um, and falsehoods and false ideas of learning and to start um, behaving in a way which is much more scientific and much more empirical by doing experiments uh, doing pilots and seeing seeing what works by looking at data um, that's kind of my agenda awesome i love it and um, so i guess Usually, I, I, you know we get
0: into some other questions around that, but for, for them who don't know who you are so maybe give us a bit of a brief overview of kind of where you've come from and where you are right now.
1: Yeah, sure. So I've worked um, in, a, in and around um, the uh, learning technologies space more or less since graduating. so um, you know, getting on for about 10 years now. I spent a lot of that time working um, for Saffron Interactive, um, and there I had a role that both involved you know, winning some of their big projects, but also rolling them out, and so in that life, um, I've seen a lot of large-scale learning technology deployments, whether that's deploying a custom LMS, or whether that's building um, large, elaborate, bespoke content experiences and um, I've been lucky enough to help some clients uh, win some awards um, for doing things a bit differently in that space whilst I was there. Um, Then in July 2016, um, I moved over from Saffron Interactive to Filtered, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit, but I was enthralled by the idea of using AI to do things differently in this industry. And around the same time, um, I also uh, decided to become a director of the e-learning network. Um, so keeping uh, one foot uh, firmly in the community of practice more broadly around l as well as now spending most of my time working in quite a specialist way um, with artificial intelligence and, and filtered products.
0: Awesome. So, wow. So I think Instantly, I've decided that we, we'll have to do a part two to this, Toby, definitely. Because um, there's so much what I'd love to jump in, into. But I guess, maybe talk about, yeah, Filter. I mean, I've seen recently Magpie um, and stuff like that. So yeah, maybe talk a, bit, a little bit about that and what Filter's up to.
2: So, Magpie is um, our name for uh, the product we built, which is an intelligent learning recommendation system. Um, it is a chatbot-led user interface Um, which asks you some simple questions about your role, and based on the work that we've put in at the back end, which is augmented by machine learning processes, goes away and pulls up playlists of recommendations organized by skill or competency categories and within each of those trays prioritizes um, the top piece of learning for you. it's often associated um, in the mind of our audience with um, the work we've done on curation because we've filled it with high quality free materials. Um, and um, it's, um, it's something that you can try very easily. Uh, just navigate to the filtered website and follow the signs for Magpie for LND professionals. You pop in your email address and you can get access to it and, and, and have a go.
0: Awesome. So. Um... So, yeah, I will definitely be doing that because I think this sort of stuff is is fascinating. So, okay, so let's talk about you a bit, Toby. Okay, so usually I I ask my guests if they was to give a book as a gift to free people, what book would they give and what what would yours be? Yeah,
2: so um, I'm going to go with a book um, called Algorithms to Live By. This is um, a book that was recommended um, by our CEO, Mark, um, to a number of people um, to read. Um, so it's by Brian Christian and Tom Griffith, uh, subtitled The Computer Science of Human Decisions. And what the book does very well is explain how mathematicians have looked at problems that um, are very similar to the problems we solve in everyday life. So um, For example, um, deciding how to move into a new flat or what flat to pick um, is um, a very common problem with uh, the uh, rental market in places like London. Um, Knowing when to jump and and how long you should look for, these are all difficult questions for an individual to to capture. And um, they explain that this is actually a version of um, the optimal stopping problem or the secretary problem, um, which has been... Looked at um, by mathematicians for a long time. How many people should you interview for a position before you before you start? How do you get the most benefit? And um, there are um, you know just um, there's simple um, numbers and there's simple answers to these to these questions that you can then apply. But so it's, it's a really interesting book because it kind of gets to the core of how mathematical processes work and how machine learning works. You know that that's kind of how it how um, you can uh, explore these topics. So definitely a good starter book for anyone who wants to get a grounding in understanding all
0: this AI technology stuff. Okay, awesome. Um, I think I've seen it. I've never read it, but I'll I'll, um, I'll definitely get this one I did onto the uh, reading list for sure. So eighty twenty 20 rule. So example is 20% of the, contra- uh, the contacts on my phone, I dial 80% of the time. The other 80% of the contacts, I dial 20% of the time. So, if I was to say to you, apply the eighty twenty rule, and this can be personal or professional, it's up to you. What would you say has been your biggest result for minimum? You know, what's been the minimum we've done? What's brought in the biggest result?
2: Yeah, so eighty twenty rule Pareto principle, really nice rule because it's empirically demonstrated in a few different situations. I actually use it as a heuristic quite a lot. Um, one example of um, the eighty twenty rule coming into play was um, for an award-winning project that I worked on with an organization called Against Violence and Abuse um, at Saffron Interactive, where they had a requirement to spread the results of a five-year exercise in gathering best practices for teachers and how to minimize harm towards women and girls in the school setting. Um, They came to us with quite a small budget and said, we need two hour-long e-learning courses, and a website to support them. They didn't have a budget, based on our prices anyway, (laughs) to do anything like um, two hours of e-learning. So we said what we can do instead is build a 20-minute kind of starter piece of of learning and put the rest into a website, put all your resources into a website and make it very easily navigatable. So the website was more like 20% of the effort. And the e-learning, as, as usual, t- took up most of the effort, um, but it was actually the fact that we put it into a website that made it a useful tool because, obviously, those are resources that were discoverable, personalised, accessible quickly, and it led to it winning a, a media award um, wow. in uh, end of 2014. That's a European-level award and a 2015 learning award, silver, for best learning solution of the year, largely because... Instead
0: of building hours of e learning, we built a useful website. Wow. And it, and, it, and it's that, it's, it's you know, it should should a little digital one stop shop. Go there, find out what you need to do it. And it's easier than kind of locating an e learning module and going through the module. So awesome. Awesome. I love it. So if I was to say to you, okay, Toby, you can have a billboard right outside a football stadium. And everyone coming out of that football stadium will be able to see this message or this quote or whatever you're going to put on this billboard. What would you have that billboard say?
2: I'm going to shamelessly steal from the insight of Filtered um, CEO Mark. Maybe you should get him on this podcast next. And because I disagree completely with this, the message I'll put on that billboard is don't multitask. Okay. Multitasking costs huge amounts of cognitive ability. It's difficult to switch between tasks. It's not really possible to do two tasks at the same time. But if you go into any office, you'll see people with lots of tabs open, putatively trying to do um, lots of different things at the same time. And if people just picked one task and focused only on that and didn't do anything else, they would be so much more effective.
0: Okay, good advice, good advice. Perfect. So if I was to say to you, you get to do two hours out of your day. Your personal day, professional day, like I say, what two hours, and you had to relive this as a full-time job, what two hours would you pick?
2: So what, I had to lose two hours out of my
0: day? Uh, No, so you had to pick two hours out of your day, what you most enjoy, and then you would have to relive these two hours over and over again, what two hours would you pick?
2: (sighs) Okay, um... Is this a single time or experience or something I do every
0: day? It could be. It could be whatever you want. You could break it out down into two one hours if you like. Um, but yeah, it could be anything. It could be maybe it's maybe it's something like I don't know, creative thinking or design or whatever. It, whatever it is, your your sweet spot is.
2: Okay. Um, well, I think that um, if I was if I was one thing that um, I could do all of the time. Um, which I only do for maybe an hour a week if I'm lucky, is um, have um, uh, people in a room and then be talking about a problem and almost having the light bulb come on um, in that um, they realize that there's a different way to do this. and They don't need to do keep doing things the conventional way. So I had a call recently where I spent about an hour persuading um, someone at a large charity not to embark on the e-learning development program, which they'd sort of been mandated to do, um, because I was in a position to be able to do that, because we don't sell e-learning at Filtered. Um So we don't sell those sort of service. And um, that was just a great moment. Um, that was really uh, an hour spent kind of helping someone understand what could really be effective and um, not just repeating the same thing that he'd heard from everyone else, which was, yeah, we can build X amount of e-learning modules, this will solve this problem. Um, I was saying well there's lots of reasons why it probably won't solve the problem so don't do it and that was just very liberating and it's just great because I know that I'm saving him a lot of unnecessary pain (laughs) (laughs) if I could spend all of my time doing that sort of thing I'd be pretty pleased with it
0: awesome awesome so what's the top three and we'll do two questions of three just because I'm aware of time so what's the top three tools or resources whatever you however you want to you know Label that, but they can't be Google um, as a search engine and you can't use social media. What other resources do you use? Cool.
2: Good question. No social media. Um, Okay. No um, Google. Well, okay. So um, I would say that one of the tools that um, I I use would be... uh, You know, um, in general, libraries and books, (laughs) and um, specifically a couple of key books that are really useful. One of them is um, called um, "The Urban Urban Myths in Learning and Education" by Pedro de here and a a few other collaborators. Um, Books are really useful; Um, they convey information if they're well written in a form which is really easy to apply and refer to. And books are capable of citing their own sources very easily, um, and um, I refer to books like that a lot. I think there's lots of other books people could refer to, okay. so that would be one. Um, I've been answering this answering this quickly enough. Um, number two would be uh, filtered own Slack channel. Maybe that counts in social media.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, where we use like member of a few different slack communities actually, not just filtered, and um, where people post regular things like oh, ask me anything or um share your snags and brags on a Friday or share what, what went well this week and those regular questions and interaction points popping up, I find a really good way to kind of stimulate new discussion. Um and finally another tool, just pick something recent. Uh, good practice have been making a really good podcast um where they're engaging with a lot of the key key issues. I've also in my own time listened to podcasts like The History of Philosophy Without Any Gaps, um which are just great resources. I just love podcasts at the moment. So
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay, awesome. Last question for free. Um so if I was to say to so who's three people who you're interested in at the moment, maybe it's people who have been on the scene for a while um and it's in learning and development. Or maybe it's newbies coming onto the scene. Who's the three people you think people should be kind of not watching out for as such but paying a bit of an interest into? Yeah, Ooh, that's
2: a good question. So, three people I think um, are worth uh, paying attention to. Um, so, um, one of them um, would Probably be yourself, Danny. Oh, nice <laughs> so. thank you. Just based on our conversations and and uh, and what I've heard about you and your experience, um, you are definitely uh, someone I would um, I would watch out for. Um, so hopefully that that's okay. It's not too log rolling to kind of give you you as the answer. No, thank you, um, thank
0: you. <laughs>
2: um, the um, the uh, second person um, I would um, recommend people. Um, Follow and get behind uh, would probably be uh, Laurie Miles Hoffman. She has recently moved over to be chief learning officer for Fuse, um, but um, uh, you know, both preceding that and now as part of this role, she has done a lot of work and published a very understandable book on how to use data to design learning experiences that are better. She approaches it in a very practical, very appropriate way and um, I definitely would recommend um, following her. The other person I would say um, to recommend uh, following and paying some attention to would be um, someone else called um, Jamie Good who gave a uh, keynote kind of presentation at the learning technologies conference earlier this year and um, very publicly both trialed and reflected upon an SMS-based chatbot, which um, everyone at the conference used. Um, I like a lot of things about what Jamie does, um, especially the way he evangelizes for new technology coming in like chatbots and the way he's a bit of a maven and can connect you with lots of people in a given area and he actively seeks out those new connections. But what really won my respect and my attention was the fact he publicly tried out his chatbot experience some of it worked really well, other parts of it didn't work very well, and he shared the blog post reflecting on exactly what went well and what didn't go well, and I think that that is the sort of thinking that we really need in this industry, I mean in every industry really, not just stuff, um, but people openly doing experiments and reflecting on them so everyone can learn from them.
0: Perfect, I love it. Cheers Toby, thank you. Um, okay, so where can we people find out a bit more about Toby and a bit more about Filtered, but mainly, yeah, more about Toby, where can we find out more about you?
2: Um if you hit my LinkedIn profile, um I've recently updated the picture so it does actually look like I look like and not like I looked like six years ago. <laughs> um then um, that's where I tend to publish some posts. So something recent, having a go at seventy twenty ten and some other stuff there, and where I tend to share things. Um and um also on Twitter as well toby underscore filtered and you can connect with me um, and the other place would be at, the, um, uh, at an e-learning network event so face-to-face event i at lots of those um, helping to do stuff that brings the industry forward um, particularly our conference coming up in November actually um, that's a bit of a plug isn't it but so that'll be a good place to catch me because I'll be bringing together lots of my favourite people and organisations that are doing good stuff
0: into a stream of conference presentations there awesome okay so so i appreciate the time is of the essence for you right now um and this is definitely a conversation which we need to kind of build upon for maybe part two um but yeah thanks for taking the time out i really appreciate it no yeah
2: brilliant um thanks a lot for your time danny and
0: um yeah enjoy what remains of the bank holiday weekend yes you
2: too cheers over all right cheers then thanks. bye all right.